but it feels fucking great to be back. Yes, it does. It really, it really always does, man. Like, it's yep. always such a, such a wonderful day when we get to record, man. I know. And I love times, it. And three times a week now, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh yeah, that's. Oh, have I ever given one? Um, I've given a noogie, and like I've given my friends wedgies before, but never in like a, like in a bullying kind of way, just in a like we're fucking around. Um, and for those of you guys listening, we are live on TikTok right now, uh, which is dope. We just started. Who gave them to you? Uh, j- same, just homies, like just fucking around. Um, Every time I take those daps, man, they're good. Uh, they're delicious. They're so tasty. That's what I love about them. You did a fantastic. Job. Thank you. Um, I meant to show you those auto flowers before we got started, dude. Those auto flowers. Are they? Ooh, buddy. <laughs> awesome. Oh, dude, they're probably going to get cut down here soon. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a very beneficial thing to press them in their entirety into live rosin. I'm thinking two of my plants, uh, the two front ones in the tent. You know how I have the four? Like, there's these two and then those two in the back? Yeah. I think the back... Two, I'm going to keep as flower because they look like the most. <coughs> the most. They actually have like nugs. Yeah. The others, I'm gonna I'm just smush them all. Mm-hmm. And now that we can we can double smush. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, uh, that was gonna be the next thing I talked about was this nice, wonderful surprise that happened today. So, last episode, no, last Friday, mm-hmm. I we talked about the rosin tech. Um, and they hit me up today on Amazon and they were like, Hey man, there's going to be a press on your doorstep on Thursday. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 So that was super cool. Um, on globe theory, theory that earth might not act. Earth is not flat. Earth is not flat. Earth is not flat. Well, so that actually brings, begs the question. If when you look at like, let's say, let's take J.R.L. Tolkien's world. Right. It's flat. Correct. So in most, uh, in like mythological settings, because they did think the world was flat back then. Yeah, they didn't know. They everything purported in those stories and those mytholo- mythologies. Mm-hmm. Every, it's a it's a plane that is flat with edges, and the edges are guarded by essentially the gods. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but we are a globe. We are absolutely a globe. <laughs> yes. We are one hundred percent a sphere. Mm-hmm. And and here's the reason. If we weren't, every nothing would stick. You know what I mean? Well, like be people constantly like falling off. Not really falling off because like well, if like people who think of it in a disc, oh. there's because that's the flat Earth theory is that it's a disc. It's like a big pizza. You mm-hmm. know. There's an edge and you can fall off. Why is nobody falling off yet? Well, there's also that the Antarctic ice wall theory. Yep. Yeah, yeah, where Antarctica is literally the edge and it's just a giant ice wall. Yeah, and speaking of Antarctica, have you heard the crazy shit that's came out of Antarctica apparently? What happened? So way back in the day, like mm-hmm. World War 2 had just recently ended and there was a I'm going to fucking ruin the terminology right here there were there were more than one plane flying in formation 
to Antarctica. Yeah. All but one of them were shot down by black spheres that came out of the ground, they said. The dude that, like, survived said. See, that's to beg the question, like, it could be... Why does nobody go there? They do. It's not illegal. Well, okay, so like, they have who's research to... teams that no, go no, 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 no. Why can't we just jump on a boat and go there? Oh, that's right. You know what I mean? Like, like why isn't there, like, Why is there not a travel? tourist attraction to Antarctica? cold as fuck bro right look and at I Mount get, Everest people die on the ascent yeah but look at how many people go and do it all the time and the crazy thing about Everest man they use those dead bodies as markers yeah like it, sometimes for, it takes 14 plus days or for like trailheads no, no 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 you're good what did you need this but I was gonna let you rip um but no like earth is absolutely not flat I don't think it's flat. I'm just saying. Like, no, I'm talking to them. Somebody asked me. They were like, "What's your what's your theory on Earth might not actually be flat?" So like, he he was projecting it in a way that he believes it is. You know well, what I mean? If there's so, an ice wall, there it technically would be flat. It would be because well, but, but it would be fourth dimensionally flat because here's we would we can see a sphere. But who's to say that's not the edge of, like, a greater thing? So, going based off the fact that we can assume we have truly, you know, like, the telescope pictures from outer space back at Earth are real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you look at a circle, like, if you're looking back and it's a circle, it's a sphere. Because a three-dimensional circle leaves a two-dimensional spheric like circular shadow whereas if it was flat in a disc it would cast a line yeah so like all the pictures coming back from it would be a line and then that also begs to mention how in the fuck you know the rotation of the moon in the sun mm -hmm. happens because we're spinning mm -hmm. and so it yeah, the moon never literally is never in the same place every night. Like right, I mean, fuck, you can sit and watch it move. Yeah, I hang do out that every night. Same, yeah, hang out for an hour and just look up at the bitch. Like it's great. I love the moon. I'm also quite baked. There was this gentleman, fantastic. There, yeah, I don't know about you. There was this gentleman that I knew in town, and he was like, "You know what that moon is?" Because he talked about the Antarctic ice wall. He brought mm -hmm. it up, uh, where I had heard about it and how. When they went there, they met military force that essentially right. shut them down, yeah. like you were saying. And one of his other theories that he had brought up to me was that we're on a petri dish, and yeah. the moon is essentially an eye, like it's uh, right. It's, it's like, the person looking through the microscope. Exactly, and the sun would be the light. basically the light at the bottom of the the burner. But it right. What doesn't make sense about that is the fact that they're never out at the same time. Well, you, but you well with a slide with a slide uh, microscope you can sh maneuver that, and if you're on a petri dish you can also you can but move the petri dish. That light would constantly be unless it was shaded. You can shade one. Yeah, no, you absolutely can, but <coughs> you wouldn't be able to see the reflection of the eye because that light is required in order to see what's going on mm -hmm. and so 
<laughs> Brain.exe stop working. No, dude. I'm sitting here thinking that we've been talking for like 20 minutes and I look down and it says eight. Oh, wow. And so I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, you know what I mean? saying, so it's not completely shaded. Right, so it's not, it would, like, I understand it, but I think, so light would be required in order to really properly see shit. Mm-hmm. You know, light from the bottom so it doesn't cast shadow. Um, but what if that's the core of the planet? we just can't see it I mean maybe because we d- technically the cores of each planet is like what molten lava pits of, of well at least extreme that's what well so like the core of earth is supposedly solid really it's a solid red hot ball of iron and it's surrounded by liquid magma but it's solid because of the pressure exuded upon it right and so then it's liquid fucking magma mm-hmm. for a while and then it starts slowly cooling and solidifying eventually turning into soil so eventually like so the magma acts almost like a plasma barrier essentially yeah it's an insulator mm. okay so then it would be basically a- you know that's what they assume earth looks like Dude, if we had opened a hole we have to no core, idea we would we would be done yeah we would die 100 percent, we would die it would be impossible how do they do that lidar is that how they do? i how i do re- you... i don't know i'm assuming some form of radar you know where it's able to ping a sound real deep yeah i'm good i'm good too perfect yeah um toasted Anyway, so ping a... But I assume they would do it by kind of the same way that they can see underground, like what's close by underground, mm-hmm. by almost echolocation. You know, like, um, you ever go fishing in a boat with a fish finder on yeah. it? That little screen, and then it shows the fish. So it's essentially what that does, is it just sends a radio wave down there and then it bounces back at one point at another point and another point and it can tell the density based off of how quickly it bounced back the pitch it bounced back at and tell the difference between like a log or a fish or Mm -hmm. a car and some of them even map it so I assume it would be similar just on a really big large scale and they just sent a ping down, and they were like, yeah, that's what it it acts like, you know. So that's probably what it might be. Right. It's literally, like, 90% of science is just a really, really well-educated guess. Because hmm. we really don't truly know any of it. You know, it's just, yep, that has enough research behind it where the outliers are so far out. Mm-hmm. That this general consensus of, yep, you know, Earth has a solid iron core that makes sense because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's kind of my, I think that's 
the most appealing thing to me about science. Is the general consensus? No, that method of. of I mean, yeah, because that's, I mean, the law of averages, but just the real generalized sense of unknown. Because none of it's truly known. Like, mm-hmm. none of science I mean, is they make, fact. They make hypothesis every day. And they, exactly. And they That's the whole point. Prove and disprove thesis all yeah. day long. Yeah. And so all of it is subject to change at any given time, you know, because mm-hmm. of... That's just how shit works. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there... Uh, there was a news article a while back that they thought E equals MC squared was slightly wrong. And... They, it wasn't, but because we still have it, <coughs> right? But um, equations like that that deal with life, like uh, Stephen Hawking's gravitational pull of a black holes equation. Yeah. Like de- determining mathematics with science, stuff that we can observe. Um, it there is a great greater subject for variability and unknown which is it is pretty cool but when we try i feel like when we try and pin these things down in a box they end up like an octopus like squeezing out of it oh absolutely because i mean you gotta think of it like i mean schrodinger's box you know by observing it and interacting with it you've changed its state Mm-hmm. You know, and so the more we sit and force shit into a box, the more it changes and adapts and gets a little bit different. Yeah. It, like, do you think a law, like, a law of the universe is to not have any laws, essentially? Like, because when yeah. you try and pin the universe down, like, it's going to say no, essentially. Right. When you look at it, I mean, law is a man-made thing. Mm-hmm. The universe goes off of no law, no time. It just is. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have the need for a sense of morality, a right and a wrong. Yeah. It happens because it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, like every asteroid hit on a planet happens because it was supposed to that's what the universe willed and man came along and was like no can't do that can't do that can't do this can't believe in that can't believe in this has to, you have to believe in this or you have to believe in that you know and and that's not what any of it's about not saying that like laws are bad cuz i mean we need them Otherwise, society would go fucking ape shit. <laughs> like, because there are just too many stupid people because we've inbred for too long. I essentially. Mean, because if you take it from the theory that we all came from the same two goddamn people, that's mm-hmm. nothing but incest. Yeah. All the way down. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if you take it, because, I mean, that's the generalized for most religions. Even if it's a small group of people. Yeah, even if it's just like five, like ten. If they spawn from the same, there's going to be some genetic variability between them. They all come from the same mycelium. Yeah. They're just slightly scattered around the world. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they all fuck and they all have kids and all their kids fuck. Mm -hmm. You know? 
And it's just incest. Yeah. Yeah, it's all incest. So. Oh, I'm going to kill my dogs. No, what happened? Just just stand up and look out on the fucking doggy bed. Oh, did they? Um, so mad. Oh, they got to your last pack. Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you. They they liked the tobacco. It's like they nibbled on some of them. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm so mad about it because I bet they're fucking soaked. Yeah, it was raining. Yeah slobber alright uh, there was this okay so I saw this uh, you know how we were talking about the heat of the the molten iron okay so what were you saying okay you know how you had made a comment a while back about like they fire on CERN and like yeah potentially like that could cause like a blip right um, right so I fully believe it does there's a uh this South Korean fusion device called the KV the K Star. Mm-hmm. It uh is a plasma generator, and it runs for twenty seconds <coughs> at a hundred million watts. Like damn, yeah. It's well, that's the heat level. It's hotter than the sun, so we're burning yeah. in a loop for twenty seconds on our planet surface in South Korea. A device that is hotter than our sun right. by four times because oh, yeah. the sun's only twenty-seven million. Right. What do you think that does to, like, life on Earth? Like that has to change shit. I. You can't do bursts like that. Right. Hotter In... than the than the solar system's center of. Yeah. Heat. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I. I don't. I could imagine it's not good for the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. You know, like that much heat, so localized, has to take. I, w- I wonder how they keep it from, like, burning have, a hole through everything. Yeah, you I, know what I mean. I think that's why they have to do the time duration. They can't just leave it on. They can't just flick a switch and be like, "We are now run by plasma." Right. Yeah. No. Fuck no. You could power the world fucking hundreds of thousands of times with that yeah. 24-7 365 mm-hmm. for thousands of years yeah it, it would literally be a you ginormous leap in technological yeah we, we probably could not keep up with it we would still have to do timers and like have battery backups in like major major ways you know, and that is crazy. Yeah. Just thinking about, like, essentially a robotic tree of life. Yeah. You know? Which everything would draw from. So then that would complete, like, dude. It's just, they, they, so they cool it to negative, like, 441 degrees Celsius, <coughs> which is, like, a little bit above. <coughs> below below like absolute zero mm-hmm. and then yeah it's 437 or zero degrees kelvin if i remember right yeah i may be completely <coughs> wrong in the numbers that i'm giving um no you're fine but 
<clears throat> I might be wrong too, but I think that I think it's four hundred thirty-seven degrees Celsius, like negative. Mm-hmm. I think that's where zero, like zero degrees Kelvin, starts. Oh, did you put them in the ground? Uh, I put one in the ground outside. Nice. It kept falling over in the wind. Oh, okay. And the other one I was gonna put in the ground, but I've got roots as big around as my thumb, mm-hmm. growing out of the fucking holes. Oh, in of the so, uh, and the, are they digging down? Oh, they're you're not moving the pot. Oh. Yeah, I tried and it broke the pot. Oh. So, I don't think she's going anywhere. (laughs) You're going to just break the pot off around and then mound dirt up? Maybe. I'll probably just leave her in the pot. I mean, she's doing fine. Thought about laying it over, you know, because those roots won't break. They'll just bend. And then Mm -hmm. digging down under her, cutting the pot off, and then rocking her back over in a hole. Nice. It's another way to do it. I'm. How else is the rest of your garden going? Like it's going. It's going. <laughs> yeah, I've been neglecting my plants. I got a, everybody watered today, so that was good. Nice. Uh, the auto flowers are probably coming down in like a week, maybe less. Nice. Um. And then Kumauni and Maz are in flower. Mm-hmm. They've got a good little bit of some real small bud and some real white little hairs and then the brand cake is big yeah. so are the the pink diesels those are real big nice. and the kumauni and the moths that are in flower just or that are in veg just look like shit oh yeah oh they look like sh- they look like fucking dog shit man. <laughs> dude it is so funny with plants like they look so when bad. they're in when they live indoors right it's like they're the biggest wimps yeah. in the world. Like, it's, yeah. oh no, it went down two degrees and you didn't water me six hours past the normal time. I'm going to start dying. Yeah. Like, they immediately yeah, just... Yeah, they turn, they turn into little prisses. Yeah, it's real annoying. Yeah. But the ones outside, dude, they look fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're doing real good. They've got pre-bud showing. Oh, yeah? So it's about time? Yep, yep. I'm going to start, I think, giving them some nutrients see what that does what kind of a nutrient solution are you thinking um just my normal shit no yeah yeah the was that advanced advanced nutrient yeah advanced and fish shit and um i don't know if i'm gonna give them microbe mass since they're outdoors they don't really need it i mean they have the they have the local dirt yeah yeah it's pretty good soil out there it's not too shabby I would, the reason why I looked out there and I was wondering is because it looks like your dogs were like digging around. They were. Oh. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. They live to foil your plans. Dude, I swear. It is their main mission. Dog, I'm high as fuck. Dude, yeah. So am I. Like, but I'm going to roll a joint. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job. Thank you. I'm very excited for this live rosin. The uh, that's gonna be really fun. Is that the one we're gonna do through the ice bubble? Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you have a chiller for that, or are you just gonna use a freezer? Uh, I'm just gonna use ice. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, so you're doing ice bubble hash, mm-hmm. as in like you would do it through the bags and through mm-hmm. the ice bucket, mm-hmm. and then that's just it. You're not like gonna put it on a baking sheet and put it into. No, I mean like, it's gonna like get froze first. Froze. 
Um, I would like to freeze dry it if I had a freeze dryer, but no, it's going to get frozen for a few days and then like cut up and mm-hmm. damn near ground, you know, um, and then ran through eight bags all the way down to 25 microns. Okay. Um, which is food grade, supposedly. But, uh, yeah, and then you take and dehydrate that, because that's basically just pure trichome heads, and then that's what you press. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, doing it with ice bubble hash first, aren't you going to lose more material to press? Than, mm-hmm. than you would just pressing normally? Not, I mean, not really. Okay. Um, I would probably gain, as far as, like, return goes, I would probably gain. Because you're taking it and you're pressing, like, different stages of the plant. You know, like, your very bottom bag, that's your best shit. Mm-hmm. And then the bag inside of that's your second best, and then your third, and then so on and so forth. And the flower in the beginning, you don't typically want to do shit with because all the trichomes yeah, have been knocked spectrum. off. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so essentially I'll have more product. If, if I can keep getting these just fucking frosty as shit nugs, mm-hmm. assuming I can keep doing that, it will logistically like in the long run I'll have more product especially because like this shit's super potent yeah wherever there it is um but this live rosin is gonna be like two or three times as potent as what we were just smoking if that makes sense man I am very high I'm looking at myself in the camera over here holy shit (laughs) there's this uh this court case like I want to tell you about it was uh, a New Jersey man mm-hmm. he put a hit on a 13 year old Texas girl okay and I just okay yeah here we go oh it stopped yeah. The, the buzzing. Okay, yeah, a New Jersey man recorded trying to hire a hitman to kill teenage girl. That's what the FBI Jesus. has released. Armando Concito, he's 57. Okay. Of Newark, is charged in a federal indictment with conspiracy to commit murder for hire and causing another person to travel interstate with the intent to do so. U.S. Attorney New Jersey for New Jersey, Philip R. Selinger, said on Tuesday. Hmm. And... Essentially, he gave an unidentified man the girl's photo and address in San Antonio, as well as cash to pay for a reconnaissance road trip in May 2021. <laughs> he, the individual one, the identified in the court papers, took photos of the girl's home, her father's car, and surrounding area with his phone, is what they're alleging in the indictment. And... 
then the co-conspirator wore wire. Um, and yeah. uh, in a meeting, he told Kon Sayakau, the, the gentleman uh, from Newark, that he knew a guy who presumably would handle the deed. And so that's how they got the guy. Like, It's crazy. But when you're 57 years old, yeah. why are you putting a hit on an interstate Texas teenager? Like, what? Who knows, man? Like. Who knows? Maybe she, maybe she talks shit on the internet and he didn't like it. So you put a hit out on someone? Dude, people do crazy shit, man. <coughs> really? That is not entirely out of the realm of possibilities. Well, I mean, obviously, because you the FBI found... <laughs> like, it's very, very possible that, like, she may have talked shit on the internet, like, on TikTok or Instagram or some shit. Maybe the dude was being weird. Mm-hmm. And maybe was, like, trying to blackmail her into something. And she was like, no, you know, and now I'm telling everybody because you're a fucking weirdo. And he did what he did. Who knows? We don't know that. Yeah, like, we, I have we, no fucking We don't idea. know until court gets it out of him. Yeah, but who knows? That's crazy. Like, yeah, I just, it just blew my mind that someone would. Oh, yeah, would, dude. Well, did you hear about those two teenage girls um, in the Slenderman shit? What? Oh, I, I think I heard something about that. Didn't they like? get this girl to go into the woods with them and then they like sacrificially murdered her or attempted to they stabbed her like a shit ton of times she survived right <coughs> so let me uh let me pull this up it was these two 12 year old girls they were very young um they lured their friend into a forest and stabbed her 19 times an attempt to become proxies of Slenderman. Whoa. The, she crawled to a road where she was found and recovered after six days in the hospital. They were found not guilty by mental disease or defect and committed to a mental health institution for 25 years to life and 40 years to life, respectively. After seven years, one of them was granted early release and will be under, under supervision until the age of 37. Like, what a weird decision to have to make. You know, like, at what age do you stop monitoring them? You know, like, why Ooh. why 37? Why not 47? You know, what if, what if she's just like, yeah, I'll do it again when I'm 38? She very well could. <laughs> you know what I like, mean? That's the, that's the sad part. Like... But don't you think she would have... She's a 12-year-old girl. She has to, like, be going through something and then, like, grow out of it, right? Like, I think that's what they assume <laughs> with the 37. Like, by 30... I'm not even 37. I'm not right. even 30. That's, like, out there in yeah, the cosmos. Stone, man. That, that If I reach it, I'll be surprised. Right. But <laughs> at the same time, like, they were 12, so they know that this is not okay yeah they were of but the they justified the it in their own heads Ooh. they talked themselves into it because so like stabbing is one of the like if you were rank if you were to rank the ways to kill somebody like stabbing is one of the 
harder ones to actually go through with because like you have to be present yeah there well a gun's easier because you just like look at the guy and yeah. say, like flick a trigger and right you're now not, he's on the floor you're not really actively committing the act you know like mm-hmm. you're using the tool same way with stabbing it's a that's more intimate a tool but it is way more intimate you know like the only next stop is like strangulation you know like that's the only like other most intimate way but like 12 year old girls convince themselves that murder was okay for a fictional character that doesn't exist okay well now if you want to say that look at the people who like murder people for like demons and shit you can't believe they exist no 100 percent. i look at it the same way like it's it's like like, nothing what are they channeling in their mind nothing good should ever have to have a life taken in order to pay respects to it that can't be anything good because that's not that's not love and that's not respect that's superiority in that doesn't deserve to live because the fictional being that I think exists says so. You know what I mean? Ooh, that also begs question. How do you get a dialogue from a fictional being? That you don't. So that, that's... It's, it's their own head. It's, they're hearing what they want to hear. You notice it's never anything bad. What, for like me? No. You're like... For the, like... God never tells you to do or tells you bad news. God doesn't tell you you have cancer. You know what I mean? A like, doctor does. Exactly. <laughs> A but, doctor does. Like, God doesn't ever deliver bad news. You never hear people talk about like, oh man, I had this vision. God told me I was going to die in seven days. You know, it's never anything bad because it's, it's their own head yeah well you're so i have a theory that your brain is part like god oh 100 percent. consciousness is god mm -hmm. yeah and that's where we pull our true power and what you exactly like because you can't control what you're seeing or Mm -hmm. what goes into your brain that comes from potentially a higher power um maybe an interconnected network right like the something. hive mind something like yeah. because all of our brains mm-hmm. if we're tripping dmt like some of the scientists say uh it's a connected like we're seeing a yellow room in a podcast mm-hmm. two humans talking to each other right and there's a table right we yeah. can stuff. have a general consensus on the stuff and yeah. the setting set and setting right but we never see it from the same view exactly ever exactly and so, we never will Mm-hmm. Like and that's why like uh, for example when like I was playing around with that saw blade fidget spinning yeah and yeah, in exactly. your mind you had fight or flight I was just doodle fidget yeah you were just fucking I around. was just chilling around yeah and you had stated like it, from your point of view it did not look like I was chilling around yeah, yeah so it was, it like, was rather aggressive. Yeah, and I didn't even know I was being yeah. aggressive. No, like, and, that's the cool thing. Like, not cool that I was aggressive in that right, scenario, but cool that it's polar opposite points of view. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and also like that just ties into like what we were talking about a few episodes ago with that kid 
in doing like high level THC concentrate mm. usage and which led to his unfortunate suicide. Right. And so, I mean, it kind of goes to just show like sativa paranoia is real, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a real thing and it, it definitely sucks when it happens. And so it really just goes to back my previous statement of moderation is key you know don't overdo it mm-hmm. that's why i smoke three times a week now but i smoke here yeah like that's right. my moderation i still get my medication my brain gets yeah. to level out yeah and you know like i but, usually yeah i usually smoke once in the morning mm-hmm. and then most days like my parents will come by to hang out for an hour or so that's sweet. And then we'll smoke, then me and my pops. And then she'll get home and hang out with the baby for a little bit. And then I'll usually smoke like before dinner. And then sometimes I'll smoke before bed. I like, you definitely like those smoke sessions. Because like the way you were talking about it right there. Oh you're man, like, they're is the it, best. Is it like, for me, it's like when I get to sit at like the cusp of night like right at evening yeah it's cool outside yeah maybe fall you know because oh, fall is a fantastic dude. season like fall is my favorite season with a with, you know fall those reading lights shit. yeah yeah, like, yeah the ones that like clip onto the book well not no not like that like okay when you think like an antique reading a desk lamp mm-hmm. that you know that golden glow yep. yeah yeah the golden glow of one of those lamps on it's just a cozy environment with a little bowl perfect oh yeah no so like i'll get real high right because like when i was a kid and first started smoking weed one of my favorite things to do was to smoke a shit ton of weed and then like lay in bed and close my eyes and i would just like float in nothingness in my head and it was really really cool because my room at the time i had painted like army green Mm-hmm. and that like olive drab green <coughs> and uh i had blackout curtains so my room was super dark at night Ooh. and so i would just fucking float in this void of perfectness <laughs> she's squeaking yeah he's got a stick and the other one wants it and he's telling him to fuck off he's like this is my stick yeah I think, yeah, yeah, they're just fucking off, <laughs> digging in my shit like always. I love dogs, dude. There's like they're so cool, but they're such assholes sometimes. They don't even oh, now they're like look a plant, we can dig right here. It's already been pre-dug. Fuck off! <laughs> Stop digging in my plants. <laughs> Please and thank you. That means you too. I'm looking at you. Sorry about that. Ooh. I had to yell at my pups. Huh? TJ Cox, former representative, was arrested by the FBI in California just now. Uh, For what? Let's see. I don't even know who that is. I quite literally never... Financial fraud. That, of course. I, Politicians, yeah. financial fraud. Oh, who would have known? Yeah, shit in a bathroom. They kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> You know, dude, you know how I've told you I have that theory about like uh, it all being a prison, like and right. being secretly just like yeah, 
<laughs> we're all in a prison, but like, think about it. Phone numbers, yeah, are your inmate numbers, or right. like, or the crimes you committed, but based off of but you can, numerical value, you can change that. Yeah, you can be a good person. No, like I, I mean, I could right now. I can change my phone number on my phone. Oh, that's true. You know, like phone numbers come and go. <laughs> You know, like I think I'm just it, using that as like I, an example, right? So instead of a prison, like a prisoner ID number, wouldn't it be your social security, uh, right? That's not typically something you can change. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, but your well, phone number would be the relative area that you're, you're in, it's mm-hmm. like your region. Mm-hmm. You know, so like this area. And, and when then, you move and change, like, and the, right. the thing is, like, I have encountered, like, out-of-body experiences when, like, I haven't been in the greatest mental state during those times. Right, but right. But I, I got put into scrubs, right? Okay. And it goes in line with dreams that I've had in the past. That's why I have scary, okay. weird deja vu with it. Right, right, uh, right. Because I've had a dream where I was on a prison planet. Like, uh-huh. And... When you look at the industrial prison complex that the United States actually does have, mm-hmm. being a, uh, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this is a mental like theory in mm-hmm. weird shit, so it's not actual. Like, uh, pay me no mind. I'm not doing nothing. Just taking a dabski. I'm not doing nothing. But no, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm just sitting here going. But anyways, okay, so this, in when I got put into these scrubs mm-hmm. and transported into um, an ambulance to be taken down to Fayetteville, mm-hmm. uh, I had this weird notion that, like, I'm not actually in an ambulance. Have you ever had, like, scenarios where, like, you are presently aware of stuff you can see through your eyes, but you can feel a, a different reality or truth to what's going on? I wasn't high, no drugs, nothing. Like, completely (coughs) sober. And I had, like, an out-of-body feeling like, oh, I'm getting interrogated by someone who's taking me to prison. And then when I got to prison, like, the quote-unquote prison, which was really the the help center (coughs) they sent me to, uh, they were all making prison jokes the entire time. Right. So it just fucked me a little bit. Like Yeah, I mean like we did that in rehab, man. We always talked about like when we got out, we were just gonna wake up in a hospital mm-hmm. with tubes attached to our heads and shit and it's all just gonna be a crazy dream. You know, I think everybody who's <coughs> <coughs> put somewhere against their will like that who has a drug use background we're always gonna bring that up or mental illness anybody who's willing to think outside of the box is always going to eventually come to the idea of oh when this is over we're getting out of a box that's what's gonna happen yeah you know but i mean Obviously, that's not what happened. Exactly. No, but <laughs> no it was. It was a. It was you know, a, you came out and you were still you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, still the the same little fuck nugget, and and <laughs> so that's just that's how I look at it. Oh, I mean, that's how I look at it too. Um, it's just, have you 
ever experienced those like like you had them in rehab uh, assuming like but like in everyday stuff like when you're walking down a street can you your mind put you somewhere else um kind of i'll sit and think about somewhere else i'll be somewhere else in my head you know like sometimes it just depends like there are some instances where I just really don't want to be doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just be, I'll just fucking off somewhere. And I, I, I think that's just part of ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of not super like, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Shit. Um, not like a hallucination. Right. Yeah, it's like I can still see my surroundings. Yeah. But it's just in my head. Like yeah. it's like a movie in my head. Yes. What are you barking at? They have found a chicken. Bro, I would shit. If a chicken showed up in your backyard? Yeah. Who the fuck has chickens around here? I love that. I want lo- chickens. That llama video. <laughs> Dude, right. I love this sup at the end. It's just like <laughs> A goat? He's ecstatic, having the best day ever. And then a llama rolls up to him. He's just like, what's up? I was reading the comments underneath on the video, and it was like, it had the, you know where it has like llama and then mm-hmm. semicolon? It said, I didn't know you were chill like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I had to send it to you. I, I, didn't, like, I didn't know you were chill like that. Yeah, I didn't even see that. I should have read those comments. Ooh. Huh? Mississippi town sued after its former police chief bragged about killing black people. Fucking Mississippi. <laughs> Holy shit. What do you expect? Miss a fucking sippy. <laughs> Are you surprised? I'm not. I'm not surprised. I bet it was southern Mississippi, wasn't it? What the fuck? Are you it was uh, against local officials in Lexington. Oh. Um, I don't remember. Systematic? That's... Yeah, they described it as system systemic condoned racism. That's phenomenal. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, how great. How, how do you brag about... You said Lexington? Mm-hmm. I think my, my aunt used to live in Lexington. My, like, oh. great aunt. Really? I feel like, where... Oh, I'm in Alabama. Mississippi. You're the only Mrs. Mississippi. What? I feel like Lexington's a very... You want to hear what some of his stuff said? Uh, Maybe not, but sure. Hit me with it. This has to be a hell of a small Well, he used the hard R, so I'm not going to be able to say that. Obviously, don't. So Dobbins described shooting a black man in a cornfield as justified, bro. As justified. He said, I I shot that N-word 119 times. Okay? Why? He says in the expletive-laden recording that also includes the statement, I don't talk to fucking queers. I don't talk to fucking faggots. Wow. (laughs) Like. It's it's crazy to me. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me that there are people like that that still exist because like black residents make up 86 percent of the population yeah yeah no mississippi is very very predominantly african-american mm-hmm. um but this like the, the 
they, yeah, because like people get so fucking hard pressed over shit people can't control. You know, it doesn't make sense. What do you mean, like, the genetic variabilities of other people? Like, I can't choose if you're a redhead or not. Like, and so why are you talking about, and then people put systemic, essentially, racism and, like, this notion of aggravation towards those outlier people? Like, is that what you're saying? Like, and those factors that we can't control as a populace, as a human race, it are getting, essentially shit on by other humans if you're black you can't help it yeah you're black it's not you're right if you're why would you hate someone for something like that is what i'm getting at no that doesn't make any sense i agree with you yeah no i know like that's that's what i'm like yeah i mean that's what it boils down to like just because they're black doesn't mean they're bad people just because they're gay doesn't mean they're bad people and, like, it just shocks me that there are people who, like, don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's it, it seems such, like, yeah, why, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, it literally doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. And, like. It's it, just a person. Right. <laughs> they have Is their it own... directly affecting you in a negative way? No? Cool. Shut the fuck up about it. Like, why does it need to be a big deal, you know? And then that's when I run into the problem because sometimes they don't shut the fuck up about it. And then I have to smack them in their fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with it going either way. But, like, it really does not fucking matter. It's not anything in their control. Now, if they're a piece of shit, that's one thing. But, like, fuck. Yo. Huh. This this woman poison ivied this dude. Like straight up. Kissed him to death. Jesus. It's kinda like that, uh it still makes me think of that guy that fucks his car. Women arrested for for murder after inmate dies following visitation kiss. I'm wondering I'm curious how she did. So am I. Like, I want to know what what she had in her mouth. Either in her mouth or on her on lips. On her lips, yeah. And I'm trying to think of anything that would work that wouldn't kill her as well. You know? Because if it's in your mouth, it's getting absorbed in your body very quickly. Oh, here it is. It's exactly what it was. It was an accident, actually, it looks like. So what happened? Dollard was observed passing drugs to inmate Joshua Brown as the two exchanged a kiss during visitation at the Turney Center Industrial Complex back in February. During the lip lock, they allegedly exchanged a balloon pellet containing half an ounce of meth. Oh, word. And then Brown it, it, I, wonder, I wonder if it busted in his stomach. According to authorities, he died later at a local hospital from an overdose. Yeah, it ruptured in his stomach, 100%. He was serving an 11-year sentence for drug charges. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, 
That's a lot of meth to put in someone's mouth. Yeah. How do you... Yeah, that's that's a good bit. Half an ounce. Like, yeah. Is that... Like, how much meth is that? Like, because I know, like, with a half an ounce of weed, like, you go, oh, shit. That's a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah, half I a mean, bag. I mean, it's a good little bit. Is it denser? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a bit denser. If it's good. So it is like a crystal. I mean, you're watching yeah. Breaking Bad. That's why I'm asking. Like, oh, I mean, I also have done meth. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was a meth addict, man. I did meth and heroin. Did I did heroin for longer. Hmm. I didn't like meth. And it's funny because most men that I know that were meth addicts, like, they also didn't like it. And it, it can be summed up in essentially, like, I hated the way I felt off of it more than I hated the way I felt on it. Because neither of them were good. All of them sucked. Because I was fucking tired. But you just couldn't sleep. And it sucked. Because I was just like, I just want to fucking go to sleep, man. Because I love, I love sleep. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it sucks. But like, I would rather go without you know, I would rather feel like shit on it than the way I felt like shit off of it. There was a gentleman that... <clears throat> have you ever been in an Oxford house? No. So I went to an Oxford house for six months uh, and basically voluntarily uh, chose to move in. You move, you live with like 14 other dudes and it's a sober home. Um, oh, okay. So, I mean, that's kind of like what my rehab was. But it was like at any given time I think the most there ever was was like 40 of us in one house yeah damn yeah. how many bathrooms do you guys have one. Oh shit but it had six toilets four toilets six sinks and three showers four showers but the one on the end was shit and you really didn't want to have to shower in that one cause that one was like a little fucked up so the water would pool in it mm-hmm. and then like there would be bugs in it Ooh. like silver fish would come out of the drain and shit so you really didn't want to get that shower um but yeah there were four showers dude i actually really liked the downstairs shower we had we only had uh two bathrooms mm-hmm. and then a third like just toilet yeah because you guys were in like a house yeah we were in a house because well, i was still in the we were in the time. I was we were right in outside like my a, base this was more similar. So, like, our entire basement was nothing but bedrooms and a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so, it was a little bit more like a dormitory, kind of. We didn't have any doors. We had doors. Yeah, we, we, we had didn't, privacy, you know. Uh, we had My none. girlfriend lived with me and then oh, for a while. Fuck. Yeah, in the... Dude, uh, we, we, we would get excited to go to church on Sundays because we could see girls. Like serious because we, we we had several girls that were living in the bro Oxford we wouldn't house. we wouldn't go anywhere they we wouldn't either we were like we were like we can't go do drugs <laughs> no this <laughs> can't was, do anything this was like you're not ever you leaving. go to work you come back no oh this was like a prison thing no you're not you leave when everyone leaves if they let you oh it's like you're stuck on the complex you're not going anywhere you get to maybe go outside. Yeah. If the weather's okay. Yeah, that's how like the military is sometimes. And you would never leave campus. You know, we would leave campus upon rare occasions. Like once a month, we would get a rewards trip 
So like if everybody was relatively decent and some kids weren't being especially pieces of shit, mm-hmm. <coughs> they would they would like take us on a trip or whatever. Like we would go fishing. Or like one time we went mountain biking. Another time they went to Silver Dollar City and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, well, I've I've been in similar ones. Like, and do you, were they like planned out in advance and like we, we they knew know. you were coming? No. Oh, you guys didn't even know? No. Oh. No, they didn't want us to know that we were coming. They also we didn't ever know. We weren't allowed to know what day it was. Like we didn't know the date. We couldn't know what time it was. So you couldn't plan for it? We couldn't plan any, like, runaways to meet up with somebody or anything like that. Um, oh, so people were serious about running away from this location. Oh, dude. Like, this kid damn near cut his finger off running away. So they they put their mattresses up. This is a crazy story. So runaways were taken very seriously because your parents sign legal rights over to the program. That way, in case something happens, because you're living there for 15 months and you're a fucking kid, you're going to get hurt. Shit's going to happen. It's 15 months. You know, right. It's 15 months. We play outside. That's a long time. You know, and and so they would sign legal rights over. So if you ran away, like it, you were their responsibility. So they had to come find you. Yeah, and, and they would. Um, so these kids put their mattress up in the doorway to try to muffle the sound. And we had a fire extinguisher downstairs. And they took the fire extinguisher and, like, busted out the window. And, um... What? Crawled out. And this kid fucking sliced his arm up. Getting out. This other kid cut his pinky finger, like, to the bone. Holy shit. They they, just didn't give a fuck. No, dude. They were out. Like, they were gone. And, um... They were gone for, like, a week man and they had it planned real well they stayed in this little tiny shack you know and they had taken so like we did our school on laptops mm-hmm. you know so we each of us had a laptop and when you graduated you got to keep it type cool. shit yeah um but uh they like figured out how to get past the like firewall and the programming to make sure you couldn't get on the internet mm-hmm. you know it was only school that was it that's all you could do there was no internet access you couldn't search for anything I'm assuming nothing that firewall came off after you graduate yeah yeah absolutely they they factory reset it it's brand new essentially nice. um that's that's kind yeah. of a cool little thing right sorry um <laughs> and they had like taken it down and like took their laptop and they like took pictures they like smoking cigarettes and like just being stupid teenage boys who just escaped from in their minds prison you know they're gonna do everything that they wanted to do and they're gonna do it as quick as they can so they're gonna try to find weed somehow they said that they like tried to find a party and couldn't find shit because we're in the middle of the boonies you know ain't nobody throwing parties out here man it's all old people where we were at it was a real small like once a year it was a real small tight-knit community and so, like, everybody knew that this place existed and needed to be on the lookout for these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, like, their the program's logo is plastered all over all their clothes. Their names are all over them. Like, they're fairly easy to spot. But they, they're gone for a while, man. And the crazy thing is, like, the week that they were gone that year, 
It was in the, it was in December. It was the coldest seven days in a row that Missouri had seen since like 1902 or some shit. And it was like we had gotten the most rain and it was a record breaking week. Like every single day, like we got the most rain in December that we've ever seen for the last hundred years or some crazy shit. And it was just hilarious because it's like the week these kids decide to finally do it is the worst fucking week, you know. But that whole week, how are they getting food and money and all that? They're stuff? not. Oh, so they're just scrounging homeless style. Yeah, they have nothing. We don't get money. You don't get anything. You have nothing. You know, you have the clothes they give you in the letters that your family sends you. Like that's it. You don't get shit. You know. There's absolutely, like, no food downstairs, like, absolutely nothing kept downstairs. And if any, all of our clothes are locked up at night. And so, you're really not getting shit unless you plan beforehand. And that's relatively difficult to hide. Because there is no dressers. It's two bunk beds, tile floor, two closets with locked doors, like deadbolts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh wow! That why would they run from that? that like, <laughs> I understand the whole ex- escape mentality because, like, when I was in certain situations and like, I've oh, been, I mean, it's I've sucked. been I've been in institutions where you just go like, I don't want to fucking be here. How the fuck do I escape? How do I leave? How do yeah. I get out of this? But at the same time, like, dog, if you're gonna have nothing, yeah, it's better just to wait well, it out. And so, like, a lot of these kids, they're from way out of state. So, like, you come here and you know nobody. You have no friends. You have no help. Like, you have you. Have there been escape attempts where, like, help has arrived from other states? Uh, One kid made it home while I was there. And this kid, man, he was, he was 15. And he was, he was from Oklahoma. He was a corn-fed bitch, dude. Short, stocky. We called him a bulldog. Um, he had he had a horseshoe scar on the side of his fucking face because he got stomped out trying to like fucking tame this bronc or some shit, and he fell, and the horse fucking stomped him in the head. Ooh. And like this kid tried to make fucking biker meth while he was there, like shake and bake. He uh he tried to make hooch and shit. And it was funny because, like, I was sitting there. I'm like, dude, you have that entirely wrong. Like, please don't drink that. That's literally just, like, rotten fruit and water. Like, please, God, don't drink that. <laughs> oh, he tried to f- and, he tried to make uh, wino. Yeah, he tried to make hooch. And fucking crazy kid. But he, he got out. He, he left out the front door. Oh. <laughs> he just... Nobody was looking. Staff had just went in there to uh, to grab something out of the office and left the door unlocked. Well, the kid just opened the door and walked out the front door. He made it. He hitchhiked all the way to Oklahoma. He made it home. His mom called, and she was like, hey, we got him. And then he got he got sent to another, a different place. He got sent to Georgia. Damn. Yeah, he was, he was a crazy fucking kid. We hated him. Because he was always fucking up because he just didn't give a shit. And so, like, he would cause us to lose shit because if 
the easiest way to get somebody in a place that has no friends when shit hits the fan to listen to you is to turn everyone else on you because they will who gives a fuck dude when i get out of here i'm never gonna i'm never gonna see you again mm-hmm. <coughs> and and they would so like when those kids ran away uh they thought one of us knew something you know because they're like they assumed they're like they had to have told somebody like there's no way they didn't tell someone mm-hmm. you know and uh so like that whole week they were gone dude we were doing like indoor pt with the heat on and they made us wear our hoodies underneath our jumpsuits oh and, they're trying like, to sweat you guys out we were doing calisthenics like hours and like none of us knew shit none of us did shit they didn't tell anybody anything and fucking that whole week was just hell you know like because that week we didn't do anything we lost free time privileges like we lose everything we wake up we do chores we go to school we do our bible studies we eat we go to bed like we do nothing so like they would treat it so saturdays were normally our work hall days mm-hmm. so like every single day that week was treated like a work hall day and they would just make us do the same shit every single day so like yesterday you cleaned the floor well guess what today you're cleaning the floor again mm-hmm. because it's still dirty yeah you know in it every single fucking day and then finally like the kids came back and that is the one benefit of when kids run away. Kids fucking come back. Because then we fucking go out to like Golden Corral. We go see movies. We go to the amusement park. And those bastards stay back at the fucking campus. On lockdown? On lockdown. And we're going out and having a blast. And coming home and telling them about it. You know, and like bragging to them and just making them feel like fucking shit. You know, feeling like absolute dog shit. And there was this rule that was, it was an unwritten rule, but everybody knew it. And it was, if a kid ever tried to run away and you stopped them, no matter if it was just they say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about this. And you tell a staff member, like, they would take you to go get a steak dinner. 100% for like ratting on a kid for trying to run away or like seeing somebody like trying to run away and like you run after them and stop them. Like they would take you out to like Texas Roadhouse. Did you ever get one? Once I tackled a kid out of a van. Yeah. So (laughs) me and one of my favorite staff members there, um, he was a really cool dude. He was big. Mm-hmm. Big some bitch, but he was cool as shit because he was really into like '90s hip hop and like old school rock, and so we would just sit and talk about music. Me and him were uh, we were going somewhere. I don't remember where. He would always take me with with him off campus. Like he would go to Walmart and be like, "Hey, Austin, you want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go to Walmart." You know, like I'll go see stuff. I'll go to the gas station. I'll go see other people. You know, hell yeah. Um, and I was in. I was in the, uh, I was in the back because I was messing with something. I don't remember what it was. I think it was one of the speakers, because he had put speakers in the van, um, and I was messing with one of the speaker wires, 
And I like turned around as I was closing the door and I see this kid like running at the tree line. And for some dumb fucking reason, he like beelines it straight towards us. Like assumes that we're not going to see him because we're going to go past while he crosses because you can't see through the back of the van. You only have your side view mirrors. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) he fucking nails the brakes and I just jumped out and tackled this fucking kid. Nice. Yeah. And then we put him in the van. We take him back. We we tell everybody what's going on. And then immediately me and him went and got dinner. What'd you order? Oh, I, I got a big ass ribeye. Yeah, 100%. Nice. Yeah, dude. Because like all the other food that we would eat there, we prepared ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we were the cooks. Mm hmm. But yeah, like we cooked all of our food every meal. That's awesome. Sometimes. Other times when you were tired and stuff? Uh, like- no, because it's 11 to 17 year old douchebags. Like cooking who have no fucking clue what they're doing. Oh. Yeah. No clue what they're doing. That's uh it's bad. Sometimes it's really bad. Like one time this kid forgot to soak and cook the beans for chili. Mm-hmm. And then everybody ate it and got the fucking Hershey squirts like nobody's business. Like it was so bad. We only have four toilets. You got 20 plus kids that all have diarrhea. People are shitting on the floor. Like, it's happening. Because you can't control it. You only have four toilets. So, so like, we had four toilets, four showers, and six sinks. Mm -hmm. So, at any given time, 14 people at a time could be shitting in something with running water. In a drain. But then the rest of the people can't. Because there is nothing else to shit in. Other than your own pants. Yeah, it was no bad. No trash cans, nothing? No, we, we couldn't have anything. Like, we had a water fountain down there. Don't shit in the water fountain. Exactly, don't shit. Like, yeah, don't <laughs> shit where you drink. Happen, like, no, nobody shit in the water fountain. Thank God. I specifically, like, made sure nobody... I loved that water fountain. Was that your friend? Oh, dude, me and that water fountain had some good times at what I can assume to be roughly two in the morning. <laughs> I would wake up and just be thirsty. And like I was I was in room one most of the time. And room one was right next to the bathroom and right next to the water fountain. So you had like So I would do yeah, I had to wake up and piss, boom, bathroom, water fountain, back to bed, cozy. That sounds pretty good. Not gonna lie, some of the best sleep I've ever had in my life came out of that place. Really? Weirdly enough, yeah. Also, some of the worst. You get that many kids together, it gets fucking weird. After I left, one of my one of my really good friends while I was in there, like me and him were real tight. He graduated before I did. And um, I guess like it was the day. No. 
a couple of weeks after I graduated, I went back to pick up another buddy of mine to come like to Thanksgiving with me and my family. And his dumbass came back. Like his mom put him back in the program because he was being a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and this is when I was like, I was still, I mean, I had just gotten out and like I was still bodybuilding. So I was fairly large and he is a very small person like today just very small person excuse me and so like i see him in the chair and i come up and i just like throat slam his ass to the ground and i'm like what the fuck are you doing here i'm like are you kidding me dude i'm like you didn't learn shit last time you were here like come on man grow the fuck up oh i was mad Yeah, I got a lot of weird memories from that place. But, like, he he ended up supposedly convincing other kids to try to summon Satan in the bathroom. Interesting. Because it's a Christ-centered rehab. And he was, oh, I'm, I'm such a Satanist, I'm going to literally summon Satan. You know? Right. It doesn't make sense. Um, what? Yeah, he's not necessarily an intelligent individual. But, like, he had carved, like pentagram into his thigh and like drew a pentagram in blood in the bathroom floor and was like got these kids like all to sit on the five points and he would sit in the middle and like try to summon satan to possess him yeah yeah but you want to hear some crazy shit i do so if Right, you're being born immediate, like right now, right? Mm-hmm. If you were wearing, if you put a watch on and your mother wore a watch and they were perfect and never out of time, always kept great time, you know, in like by the time you're 18, 20, mm-hmm. um, the watches will be different. Because you've gone through time differently. What? Mm-hmm. Wait. Hold up. Yeah. So they're perfect watches. Like, they can't get kicked out of sync, right? Right. Like, so we're already taking that variability out of there. Mm-hmm. Mechanical failure. Right. Loss of time. Everything. Mm-hmm. All of that constant, they're still going to be different. Yep. Because you move through time differently than your mother does. What? Yeah. Because it's not real. Well, I know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this, this... like it, it's crazy to think about, man, because it's just like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things that really just fucks with your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a... That just makes you, you wonder, like... It, it is... It is fractionally different okay a very subtle amount but it is different Hmm. which so longer time bigger difference but it is a very very small fractional difference it's not like a couple seconds or right right but it is a difference yeah you know doesn't account for like like what is (laughs) i could just see all right he popped out start (laughs) yeah essentially yeah there's a dink ready. It's crazy. 
It's absolutely fucking insane. You want to talk about insane? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of insane, you ever played the game Outlast? Uh, I have not. What's it about? I think we've talked about this game before. Um, it's a horror game mm-hmm. where you explore a overrun insane asylum that has like the worst of the worst the people who like eat themselves the real crazies yeah like and like you're documenting all of it there's like security guards that were murdered by the patients and shit there was a lot of abuse going on there and like torture and shit these people are fucked up but it's fucking terrifying because you can't fight you can only run and hide and they're like massive, massive human beings chasing you. Huge. The kind of people who are like break you in half like a toothpick, kind of, like literally kind of people. Like do they like scream at you? And yeah, shit? oh yeah, dude. There's some really terrifying parts to the game. Like one of them, it forces you to walk through this room, and all these dudes are just sitting there watching static on the TV, and it makes you walk through there. None of them do anything. But you fucking expect them to. <laughs> the whole game is full of jump scares. It's fucking terrifying. So are, do, are they so all fun. hostile, technically? Yeah. So you're just a random reporter that just walks into this Correct. Place? No armed guard to protect you? Nothing. They're all dead. Bro, this doesn't sound like a... You're figuring way. out why... They're all dead. Well, you're going to do a, a secret report on abuse. You don't know that this is happening until you get in and like learn it. And there's like who the this... fuck lets you in? No, you have to break in, cause like you get there and there's like SWAT cars and like the front door's locked, and there's scaffolding everywhere. So you like climb the scaffolding and like climb in through a window. But like all the employees and everybody's dead except the the Insane. patients and you. But yeah, there's a guy who like... That's not uh, an enjoyable time. It is. It's a great game. What? There's one scene where like you're on this balcony and this dude grabs you from behind and he's like, hello, little piggy. And like throws you off this balcony. And then this like priest guy comes up to you. Uh, There was a DLC for it called The Whistleblower. That's my favorite. So it adds on this whole other little like, I don't know, maybe two hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this guy who you find him and like you're wandering through this gymnasium full of dead bodies hanging on meat hooks from the ceiling. And you wonder where these people got eventually he catches you and like ties you down to a plywood board and like has done it to other people and like is trying to turn a man into a woman. But none of it works because none of them can withstand the pain of true love. But what he's really doing is running people and cutting them up their cock and balls with a table saw. <laughs> which is obviously causing them to bleed out. And, and they die. Call, and he's calling it and true he, love? And he's thinking that that's the true way to breed with another human. Is, is table to, saw them. Is to cut them and come in their guts he doesn't understand that it has to be a woman because there are no women it's only men here and so he's like trying to to make it happen and you eventually escape and there's some other crazy shit that goes down but it's a really fun game 
What um, the actual? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's a second one that takes place in like a, a hillbilly village of like real inbred crazy cousin fuckers that are like they've got a baby that looks like a centipede basically like some real crazy shit man uh they're overran by this like parasite but it's essentially the same concept as the first one the second one has much better graphics because it's way more recent but the first one has a phenomenal story a really really good story dude yeah yeah it's fucking crazy Who's that priest guy that you show up? Like, does he, like, save you or something? No, no, he's a bad guy. He's, like, the leader. He's He is God. You know, and his, his people worship him type shit. You know, real, real crazy guy. Um, I was going to say, like, talking about crazy, uh, a man has been sentenced for the gruesome murder of his grandma who dismembered head and arm were found in a laundry basket wonderful there's the gentleman right there he looks like an okay normal dude i know he, he looks sad it, yeah like but at the same time it almost looks forced like he's trying to be pouty you know like oh woe is me i did something bad he killed the 77 year old grandma right <laughs> like yeah, I'm really fucking high, man. It's just crazy. See, this is why I don't fucking I don't do shit with the news, man. Yeah, th- I opened the news app just to see. No, like, oh, let's talk I don't about even, some stuff. It's all like murder, decapitation. I don't, even, I don't even have the news app. I literally do not watch the news because it is all sad, and it's too. It's all programmed to make you. <laughs> They all say basically the same thing. Everyone else else bad. Be scared. And like, no, like literally. Like, have you... Um, here, I'll show you. I'll play it over the headphones real quick. Oh, yeah. Where all of them were saying literally the... Like in unison. And the guy super cut them all together. Are you talking about that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like... It's all the same shit. I'm going to turn this down because this might be loud. You see what I mean, man? Like, they all say the same goddamn thing. Yeah, they just thing. put the... It's just for whatever specific location they're based out of. That's the only thing they change. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, it's too scripted. I don't... Like, I don't want just the negative shit. I don't care. You know? Like, it, it it's too negative for me to be willing to have it around me. Like, I just can't, I fucking, I can't stand it. And it's also looking at the past, which is negative past actions and then dwelling on it. Yeah, a lot of times. Like. I just, I can't stand the news. It Like, I understand it at its core of what it was intended to be. And if it would have stayed that way where it was truly unbiased, straight facts not influenced by personal opinion left or right up or down frontwards or backwards influenced by nothing other than true fact then i believe yes it would be beneficial but it isn't it's governed by personal gain yep money 
and that's it. And and it's all it just no, <laughs> yeah. just fucking no. I stay away from it. It's, yeah, because it just it it paints a picture in your mind when you look at other people like yeah, that's negative. Like I don't want to look at anyone in a in a bad light. Right. There are people that you kind of have to go oh <coughs> bad light like you know walking into an insane asylum yeah. full of a meat hook using <laughs> yeah motherfuckers yeah bad people. You know, like there are absolutely, absolutely evil people out yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Not denying that whatsoever. But I don't need it. I don't need to be surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, I agree. So, there was one other thing that I wanted to. Penis knuckle. Penis knuckle. Could you imagine? Having an elbow in your cock. <laughs> you could sit there and do this with your wiener. You could lift weights. Yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine? <gasps> Being able to flex your cock and it have like a bicep. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like punch the roof of her pussy. Oh my God. It takes a whole new... Meaning to beat it up. Fucking find that G spot and attack. Oh shit! That's fucking. Do the flexing thing. Yeah. (laughs) You just lift the person up. Literally. (laughs) That'd be crazy, dude. So I was fucking tilling up the yard to put that plant in the ground today with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I came inside to get me a drink, and I was like, "Oh, I'll take him one." And I shook his Dr Pepper. For like three minutes straight. Okay? Take it out to him. And I have it on recording. I take it out to him. I hand it to him. He he walks from the plant to the table. Sits down. Opens it. Nothing happens. Nothing. You're it, really it, wanting it to It explode. doesn't even foam, dude. <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, dude, I shook that for like ever. Like, yeah, I, th- I think I still have the video. Let me see if I can find it. When you attempt to play a prank and the prank says no. Right, yeah, when the prank plays you. When water smacks. All right. So, here we go. I hand it to him. Whatever. We walk over here. He sits down. Oh, he tells me he filled my shoe with dirt. Why'd he put the dirt in the shoe? (laughs) He didn't mean to. See? Opens it. Nothing happens. Nothing. (laughs) Oh, come on. Like, I was so mad, dude. I was like, are you fucking joking me? The one time it could have worked. It doesn't. Does he usually get you with it? Like, No. No, we've really never, like, if we have a beer, like, I'll come up and, like, smack the top oh, of it. I fucking hate when people do that because <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> well, see, to the solution to that is when that happens, you shove your finger in it and spray it at him. Oh. You just assert the dominance. Yeah. Like. Yeah, they always come up and they just go clink. Yep. 
My brother does that to me almost every single usually, time we drink together. I usually just chug it. Nope. Immediately, I'm just like, Fum. or I'll put my thumb over it and like try to stop it from happening. Yeah. Most of the time, it's my thumb, but then it sprays out, and then I put my finger in it and I shake it. Yeah. And then he buys me a beer. And then I do it to him, and I buy him a beer, and then we're fine. Every single time, damn near. <laughs> like, we'll both buy ourselves a beer. The other one will ruin it. Mm-hmm. Buy the other one a beer. And then the other one will ruin the other ones. And then buy them a beer. And then we're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Each his own, yeah. Right, yeah, it's just almost every single time we would, we would like, meet up at the bar or whatever. Hmm. Dude, like, yep. have you ever hit some? <laughs> tried to do it and you shatter the bottom out of there? Um, I've done that once, and I've had it. I've had it happen to me. I've had like the entire bottle like shatter in my hand after someone hit it, which was weird. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's probably yeah. I think it's only ever happened like once, maybe twice. Okay. You know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was kind of cool. I was kind of upset because I had to sweep the glass out of the parking lot, but it was kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, huh, neat. Ugh. You just heard, like, crunch. Oh, that's got to suck. Yeah. I was surprised it didn't cut my hand. Really? Yeah. No, I kinda, no injury at all? No, it just broke and fell out of my hand. That's not that bad. Yeah. No, it was like totally fine. I remember when I first tried a shotgun and beer. Uh, <laughs> it all went up my nose. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there sputtering. <laughs> <laughs> just unable. Just... You know when you get beer in your nose and it burns. No. I've never had beer in my nose. That's no, bad. that's not true. I've snorted beer. But... I like putting shit in my nose. There's not a lot of things I won't snort. Like I've snorted, I've snorted sour Skittles powder. What? Yeah, with my dad, I talked him into it. Well, he talked me into it, and so I did a, I did a straight up like web bump and like <clears throat> this fucking sour Skittles powder at what the bottom you, of the bag. Oh, it burned that? like fucking hellfire, man. It hurt. Yeah, you took. Yeah. Straight up, no. Yeah. That does no. Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel good. What else um, did you put up your nose? Probably a shorter list of what I haven't. What haven't you? <laughs> you know, um, I mean, that was the primary way that I would like. I I used to enjoy it so much I would like crush regular pills and snort them. Like I would snort Tylenol if I had a headache. It did just it work? works faster. Did it work? Faster, yeah. Huh. It gets into your bloodstream faster. Your nasal cavity's and, gotta be effed up. Um, it partially. Uh, it's like, mostly my right nostril, because that was the one that I preferred to do my lines out of, because mm-hmm. uh, it was just easier to get used to. Um, so like it, it gets swollen a lot easier. It gets more irritated faster. Luckily, I, I don't have, like, a hole in the middle. Oh, you didn't burn anything through? No. Your or anything like that? No, no. Because I wasn't... I wasn't doing... Like, coke? 
Yeah, I didn't do a lot of coke. I mean, I enjoyed coke. I've done a lot of coke, but like I never went on benders with coke, you know. Mm. It was mostly like smack, uh, which will burn a hole through your fucking nose. Um, and meth. You can snort meth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't it like a shard of glass going up your nose, though? Yeah, you crunch it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, you take your fucking, I don't have one, but you take your lighter and your phone and you fucking and like roll the shit out and crunch it up into a powder. and <coughs> You can put a credit card on top of it and take a lighter on the flat side and like rub it. Mm-hmm. That'll help grind it into a finer powder. But yeah, essentially it's like shards of glass going up your nose. It does not feel good, but... I mean, yeah, I've done some stupid shit, too, so... Yeah, I've also smoked nutmeg. What? Yeah. Isn't that, like, deadly? No, kind of. Um, so, there's this thing that's always been floating around stating that, like, there is a level of nutmeg that you can ingest that will cause you to get high. It is such a hot. It is is such a large amount that it is not worth it because it makes you feel like dog shit. It's bad and it tastes weird, man. It's a very specific smell and taste that I remember. That like, I I can't explain, but I can taste it. Just like thinking about it, I'm like, "Mm, nope. Nutmeg smoke out of tin foil. Oh, in out of the tin foil too. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not even like a proper pipe. Nah, man. I took tin foil. I rolled it around a pin. I slid it off the pin. I bent one end of it, fucking straight up, and let it flop so it was perpendicular. And I put some nutmeg in it. And I took a lighter and I smoked it. And it tasted like shit. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, it was nutmeg and aluminum foil, tin foil, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Damn. You God. know, yeah, it was it was rough, homie. What are they like? Seroquel was yeah. another one that I used to get real fucked up on. That I was prescribed, yeah. I was prescribed Seroquel, and I would like. Yeah, if you fight through the sleepiness, you hallucinate. You trip cock and balls. Yeah. To like, I I I ripped a catheter out thinking it was the broken latch of a lunchbox, and I needed to fix it. Yeah. Whoa. I was fucked up. I fought a ghost lady on Seroquel. Hell yeah. Yeah, she like came my... into my room and she like, you, you ever have a, not a paralysis demon because you, you're, you know, you're fighting through the sleepiness of Seroquel. Right. But you ever have like a, well, scenario, that, that... a hallucination that's like lifelike right in front of you? Yeah. So that is actually, um, I have, uh, let me grab this mic real quick. Oh, hey, you want to do me a, never mind, I'll do it. I was wondering what was missing. Candle. I love this fucking candle. Um, Yeah, no, I've absolutely had, like, shit walk into my room that's not there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this lady, she, like, kind of just, like, hovered over my body and then just, like, looked at me with this fucking, you know, like those big-ass creepy Mm -hmm. mouths that can, like, go, like, all the way up. Yeah, dude, long jaws yeah. are my least favorite. Where they like their jaw comes way down. Yeah, that's what this. And their mouth had. is open. I hate that. That she, is my least favorite thing in the she, world to see. She had that, 
right. jagged ass teeth. Yeah, like, always. Horrible grin. Yeah. Like, like I found you. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like you're mine now, bitch. Yeah, and I was like, it's oh, terrifying. Dude, Seracle fucks you up, like. Yeah. I literally could, but the thing is, it's a hallucination, and your brain can feel the its own hallucination. And I felt this lady, like, touch me and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could grab her and, like, chuck yeah. her across the room. And I could feel in my hand. Right. Touching, like, her, yeah. her neck. And chucking. Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. And then I watched like, her feel... slither across the room and, like, fucking attack me. Mm-hmm. Bro, my one of the buddies who, like, we were literally, like, throwing lamps and shit. I was gone. Yeah. Like, I was fighting... Yeah, an you kind of black out. Yeah, an invisible demon chick. Yeah, 100%. Like, crawling on my ceiling and shit. Like, well, I absolute don't, madhouse. I don't have any real memory of what happened the night in the hospital. Like, I only know the lunchbox thing because my buddy told me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember any of it. I, I remember bits and pieces. You know, I remember puking on the chick. Um, you puked on a girl? I did. I puked on a nurse. Oh, um, yeah. I'm also like 90% sure that my wife was one of the nurses there that night. Huh. She worked at that hospital at the time. She said she vaguely remembers a case that she worked similar to mine, but it is fairly common. Um, until we got to the puke and the catheter part that she definitely remembers so like i'm fairly certain because like the the chick i puked on i was flirting with Coming i was your wife dude, i was like 13 and <laughs> <coughs> so i puked on her right of course as you do in every mating ritual yeah absolutely so what happened Shake was your butt i puke. took i took 57 500 milligram Tylenol. That's a lot. In attempt to kill myself. Okay. And to make a long story short, homie of mine was on his way to Arkansas, hit me up, was like, hey man, what are you doing? I said nothing. He apparently turned around and was like, yo, let's go get McFlurries. You know, I feel like you just need to hang out with somebody tonight. And I was like, nah, dog, you're going to like Arkansas. And he's like, oh, I already turned around. I'll be there in like 10 minutes. He shows up. For whatever fucking reason. So, like, I had already taken my Seroquel for the night because it was, like, 10.30. Mm-hmm. I go tell my grandparents, hey, I'm going to go get McFlurries with this guy. And he was... That is after, this is post-57 Tylenol? Yeah. Yeah, this is after. They so had, just like, I... to drop randomly? Well, no, because I was expecting to go to bed. Oh, but then he was up? like, yeah, he was like, yo, I'm outside. Ooh. And so I can't just be like, hey, man, I'm going to bed. But, like, I tried, and he was like, nah, you you need to be with someone tonight. Um, Lightning dog. And uh, for whatever reason, like, I had the pill bottle in my pocket, and Uh it fell out in his car. And he's like, what's this? And I was like, Tylenol. And he opens it, and he's like, how many did you take? And I was like, all of them. And um, so his dad... I guess was a nurse at the time or like a doctor's assistant or some shit. I don't know. Um, 
and he called him and he was like, hey, this is how many he took. This is what he took. Should I take him to get his stomach pumped? Or is it one of those things where drink a lot of water, he'll be fine. And his dad was like, fuck no. He's like, take him to the hospital right fucking now. He's like, otherwise he's going to die in two hours. Like this shit metabolizes very quickly. Like get it the fuck out of him. Hmm. And so we went to the hospital and I had a plan to give him a fake name and I didn't know my social security at the time. So I couldn't tell him that. And I get there, the lady's asking me my information and like what's going on. And I black out. I don't remember any of it, but apparently I told her like my full name, my address, my social, like all the information she needed to look me up and like find who my guardian was. And, uh, I remember they were telling me like, they're not going to pump my stomach, but they're going to make me drink like 500 milliliters of this activated charcoal, Mm -hmm. which if you've never drank activated charcoal, it tastes like absolute dog shit. I've had a, uh, what do you call it? Endoscopy where you have to drink this, this literally like this solid ish liquid that cleans your gut out. Yeah. Somewhat like that. So the charcoal will clump together around the pills and your body won't digest it um but and it's supposed to kind of help make you puke well i was in and out of consciousness you know trying to drink this shit what they don't tell you is for like a week you shit pure black darker than the fucking night sky black from this charcoal and to somebody coming down off of a drug overdose who has been tripping all night and has no idea what the fuck happened, and I wake up and I shit black, I'm freaking the fuck out. Yeah. You know, but anyways, so they put a catheter in me. I remember her telling me that. She told me that I need. they had to drug test me to see what was in my system. And I told them, I was like, it's just Seroquel and Tylenol. But, like, I had smoked a shit ton of weed that night, and I didn't want to get in trouble. You know, because I didn't know that you can't get in trouble true you know like they they weren't gonna call the cops because i was i had smoked weed you know that kind of thing um but they put a catheter in me and i remember i kept like dazing in and out i remember i looked down and i was like feeling it and then i would black out and that's when i was like trying to rip it out and i kept saying like no i need to fix it like it's the broken latch of a lunchbox like i need to fix it and eventually like I got it ripped out and then they restrained me. Um, I flatlined on the table. That happened. Uh, my grandparents were sitting there. I had a like out of body visual moment. And I remember looking over at them and they had like no emotion on their face. Like they were just sitting there like fine, whatever is how it, how it was perceived to me. And I had the reaction of like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm your problem now. And, like, essentially, like, forced myself back, it seemed like. And it was probably just a hallucination from the Seroquel. But I I know I flatlined. Um, But anyways, I come back. I pass out again. I wake up the next day in the, like, regular just hospital room. Was that kind of trippy to like? Yeah, it was. It was weird. Like I knew I was in the hospital the night before. Like I, I remembered that 
because I remember going to the hospital, but I don't remember anything up to, like, I remember getting into the ambulance to go to the other hospital. Mm. And, and that's about it. I don't really remember much of the ride. I think I blacked out. Hmm. I was in and out of consciousness that, that whole night. And that's, that's pretty much all I remember. And then I went to like the actual psych ward and I don't remember much of that. But it was funny, like, while I was there, like, my ex-girlfriend, air quote, got admitted at the same time. Because, like, I guess, like, when I disappeared and she couldn't get a hold of me, she was like, I'm going to kill myself because I can't talk to my boyfriend. And I was, like, I didn't even really know her. Um, She was just kind of one of those obsessive teenage girls. Mm -hmm. And and so that was kind of funny. Would you show up, like, one day at lunch, and you'd be like, oh, hello. Uh, yeah, she basically, like, walked in one day, and I looked at her, and I was like, what the fuck? Huh. Like, what are you doing here, man? Ugh. How weird. Psych words are fun. Like, <laughs> psych words are weird, man. You get a whole bunch of people who are stabilized, so, like, somewhat. Yeah, uh, at least attempted. And? They're, they're just too easy to bullshit. Dude, I bullshit my way out of that psych ward so fast. I've tried to. Dude, I was in like, and out. Nope, you're staying for longer. I was in and out in five days. I took him 14 days to get out. Yeah, I was in and out in five days. Four of those days is because, like, some of my paperwork got fucked up. Hmm. I yeah. hate when, like, you're you're trying to discharge from a location, and they're like, nope. Yeah, yeah, your, your paperwork's fucked, man. Go, like, oh, gee, thanks, chief. You know, like. Like, that's my fault or problem. But when you get shut into a location where you can't see the outside at all, mm-hmm. unless through, like, slitted windows, when you re-enter society, it feels so strange. It feels so wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, the craziest thing, man, like, I got out of rehab, and I hadn't been a normal person for 15 months. You know, and like now I'm just chucked back into regular society. I don't know what the fuck. T- I don't know how to interact. You know what I mean? Like you've been in a, a basically uh, yeah. in a complex for 15 months. Ago. Right. And I have no fucking idea how to interact with regular people. I don't know, understand how regular people communicate. Um. And then I moved to Oklahoma. And I'm given no transition time. Like, I'm immediately thrown into go get a job, go get a bank account. And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that. Because, like, I went in as a kid. Came and I, out as an adult? Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. How do I go get a job? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know how to do this. You know, I've, I've never had, like, a normal, formal job before. It's always just been, like shake hands and do the work and get paid mm-hmm. you know and so I'm like how the fuck I don't know how to open a bank account and they were like well figure it out you know and you with the okie dokie right there yeah yeah and then as soon as I turned 18 they're like yo you gotta go get an apartment and I'm like well how the fuck am I gonna afford that and then I like, get another job and I'm like, what the fuck? During the weeks that you don't have, like... I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm going to college, too, man. 
I'm like, I don't know where you find it for me to fit all this time in here and not kill myself from a lack of fucking sleep. And not not saying that people don't manage to do that, you know, have two jobs and, and go to school. But it's typically not two full-time jobs while being a full-time student. You know, it's part-time job or student, typically. There are some freaks of nature who are able to do two full-time jobs while going to school full-time. But I was not one of those people. Yeah. You know, I enjoy what little sleep I got to begin with because my day started at 4 in the morning and would end at like 11.30 at night. Mm -hmm. So I would like those couple hours you know to not have to be worrying about anything else and yeah it was weird do you think it set you up though for how you where you are now like being thrown into it out of nowhere like yeah being able to respond on the flight yeah forcing myself to be very quickly adaptable nice. you know because i mean for a long time i was homeless you know i lived in my car for for a while um couch hopped from homie's living room floor with his mom to other buddies living room floor with his mom and dad and you know living on these people's living room floor for a weekend or some shit and finally figuring it out and one day I just had a weird feeling I'm like man I need to go home so I moved back up here and now here you are now here I am talking to people in countries across the world it's pretty lit it's crazy like i never would have thought like dirty little heroin addict me would ever be like influencing people across the world because that's essentially what we're doing yeah you know we like it is weird to think like because i i don't to me like when i come in here like oh i'm just gonna talk for a little bit yeah we're just gonna hang out and bullshit like we always do i don't really register the whole point that yeah it's going public like yeah being listened to by other people that blows my mind people across the world and we finally broke 200 i can't believe we haven't talked about this yet but yeah we're at 208 the last time i looked at it um we're in like 15 or 16 different countries like four continents yeah, it's it's fucking awesome, you know. Belgium is is kicking ass as far as our views go. Good job, Belgium. But then again, man, the United States is also like we're spread out everywhere. We've got shit in damn near every state, minus Alaska and Hawaii, because I don't know if it shows those on the map. But like, damn near every state from coast to coast has heard right. of us. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Chile. Uh, we had we had some shit go down in Chile. Um, northern Brazil, northern or I'm sorry, southern Brazil, northern South America. I don't remember the exact countries. Uh, India, Belgium, of course. Uh, some shit in Germany, some shit in Russia, uh, Ireland. And a couple of others that I don't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, we were at a, at well, like 208. You, I, I like how you worded it. We had some shit go down in Chile. <laughs> yeah, we had some shit go down in Chile. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't even make a move. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm progressing the business. Shut your mouth, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
We are recording. <laughs> are we? Yeah, well, yeah, we've been recording for almost two hours now. I love my life. I know, right? Yeah. No, we've just been sitting here talking to well, each other through mics. We're not recording. Yes, yeah, I just wasted talking. two hours of your life. How does that make you feel? I feel <laughs> gratified that I got to spend two hours talking. Touche. It's wonderful to be able to, like, do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's, it's very pleasurable. It is. I I look forward to it. I'm like, oh, yep, podcast time. Yep. So I got a homie who wants to come on the show the next, uh, when we record one, and he wants to drop, like, one gram dabs and shit. Oh, shit. Like him. Like, we do a thing where we're like, yep, watch this dude take this massive fucking dab. Okay. Type shit, you know? I'm down with that. <laughs> kind of have it as like reoccurring special guests mm -hmm. you know like oh here comes the homie terps to drop the fat fucking dabs and the kid just takes globs at a time one grab do that a, a one grab dab a one gram dab. a one grab dam one grab dam one damn grab one gram dab I fucked up on that last one. It wasn't on purpose. That yeah, that's a, it's a good bit. Would kill me. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I would be asleep. Yeah. I would look. I I would take it. I would exhale, I would... and my eyes would shut. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to take it. I think I would <gasps> just be completely out. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's actually storming out. Fuck yeah, dude! Finally. I have been the rain. <laughs> I have been so excited about that shit, man. I fucking love storms. I'm gonna watch it tonight on the on the balcony. Do it with a cup of coffee and yeah. a lit joint and enjoy myself. Absolutely, man. What a wonderful spot to leave it off, though. Right as soon as the storm rolls in, so we can go go enjoy it. Absolutely. But we will catch you guys on the next one. Thank Peace. you very much. <laughs>